Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Governor Reynolds, do you believe Trump can't win? Yeah, I can't. I believe he can't win. And I believe Ron can. And that's a big reason I got behind him. I do not think he'll win the general. You will see the media shift and come at him. So the narrative that we're seeing now is not going to be the narrative. He is the... Um, candidate. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be. That's all there is to it. He yeah, can't so win. I, I ordered the nothing burger with cheese and I got a salad instead of fries this time because I, I eat too much grease. That is the governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, who I guess is really well liked and has high numbers and I probably would like her too. But she endorsed Governor DeSantis yesterday. And This is people, a game changer, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> some people acted like it was uh, going to do anything, but it's not. And uh, there you go. So uh, debate tomorrow night, and uh, all those people that aren't Trump will be on stage arguing about who ought to be the nominee, but Trump is so far ahead that barring a heart attack, or maybe just barring a heart attack, because I don't, I, don't I don't think any of his legal problems are going to derail him getting the nomination. So he'd pretty much have to die to not get the nomination. It's definitely something we and nobody else can foresee that would deny him the nomination. In terms of Trump writing, running against Biden, and it's a, it's, that's, this is the biggest problem that DeSantis and Haley and others have is you just can't make the unelectable argument, not with the polls where they are right now. Wow. You can't yeah. go out and say, Trump can't win, as Kim Reynolds just said. Um, everybody in the whole country is talking about this poll where Trump's way ahead in five of the six battleground states, and he's currently the favorite to win. Her reasoning was interesting. It's that the media narrative will change completely, and everybody will remind, well, everybody in the media will remind America how obnoxious Trump is and how chaotic his years were and about January 6th. I think there's a lot of truth to that because the mainstream media will be spending all their time on trying to remind people of Trump's worst uh, aspects. I don't know if that will do enough good. I don't know either. It'd be a guess. Um, but so the big poll that everybody was talking about, drilling down on, on it a little bit, there's some amazing numbers in there. Among Hispanic voters in the swing states, uh, Biden won those Hispanic voters 43-39 last time around. 
No, I'm sorry. Right now it's 43-39. Within the margin of error, it's basically a tie. Yeah. Last time around, he won 65-32. He won by 33 points. Holy and now is, cow. And now is tied with Trump among Hispanic voters. Wow. I mean, that's just unbelievable. So you've had a, a somewhat substantial Trump rise among Hispanics, but a catastrophic fall for Biden. Well, it's unbelievable and easily... Uh, it's unbelievable because usually you don't see swings like that that fast. That's just that doesn't happen. Um, that's the sort of thing that happens over decades, not in a couple of years. But it's easily explainable. The Hispanic crowd, based on any of the polling I've seen and just my own lifestyle, ain't really down with all the trans talk and all that various stuff yeah. that the Democrats are so into. Yeah, the radical critical theory crap. They don't like it. Black evangelicals, same. Keep saying Latinx. And see where that gets you. Oh, yeah. You know what? I ought to be promoting that. I I ought to be pushing people to do more of that, because the more of it they do, the more quickly they're exposed for being crazy. Different segment of society that has had almost exactly the same sort of cratering of support for Biden. This one, I think, is mostly about Israel, I think. But anyway, for your voters, 18 to 29, that's your under 30 voters. Biden won them last time 60-36. Dominated. Now it's tied, 41-40. Wow. Maybe for all the wrong reasons, like you indicate, because they're down with Hamas. Hamas is uh, decolonizing or something I learned in college, and I'm too dopey (laughs) to understand the illogic of it. We got this text. Next time someone uses the word colonialism, I might punch them in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, no, that's not helpful. No, that's not the way you deal with that sort of thing. Yeah. I understand the impulse, though. Quit saying colonialism. I thought that, I thought that there was a, I felt like there was a better punchline coming. Next time somebody uses the term colonialism, I'm going to strip them of their natural resources. <laughs> Just something. I don't know. Anywho. So there's no real reason to bother kicking Barack Obama, except that he and his uh, intelligentsia are behind the scenes a big factor in democratic politics. So I guess there is a reason to kick him. But he came out the other day talking about the the Israel-Gaza thing and reminded me of how obnoxiously pretentious and professorial he is. We'll give you some of it. Um, Why don't you go ahead with 66, Michael. I may cut you off because it it just gets too vomit-worthy. It will require an admission of complexity and maintaining what on the surface may seem contradictory ideas that that what Hamas did was horrific and there's no justification for it and what is also true is that the occupation and what's happening to Palestinians is is unbearable and what is also true is that there is a history of the Jewish people that may be dismissed unless your grandparents or your great-grandparents or your uncle or your aunt tell you stories about the madness of anti-Semitism. And what is true is that there are people right now who are dying who have nothing to do with what Hamas did. And what is true, right? I mean, we can go on for a while. 
So how interesting is it that the Pod Save America audience, it's a progressive podcast, applauds at every mention of the suffering of the poor Palestinian people, but spares not a single applaud for anti-Semitism or the slaughter of the Jews. They got no applause for that. Right. And so he said, um, there's no justification for what Hamas did, which is clearly true, but they sat on their hands. But Israel is occupying Gaza. Well, they haven't been for since the uh, mid 2000s. They haven't been there. And they only went in because they couldn't stop suicide bombers from coming in from Gaza and blowing people up all the time. Right. And it is at that very time that they had an election and the Palestinian people voted for Hamas. I don't know what you're supposed to do with that information. I'll throw in what a lot of people do, that uh, some of the settlements on the West Bank, the aggressive grabbing up of land with the protection of the IDF is pretty unpalatable and pretty tough to take. I think a lot of Israelis would uh, reply, we tried the two-state solution over and over again. We gave them practically everything they wanted, and they rejected it, and now they're trying to kill us again. So you know what? We're just going to win. When Israel pulled out of Gaza, they... they pushed out a fair number of Israelis who had set up camp there yeah. illegally and like forced them out at gunpoint, arrested them, bulldozed their homes, the whole thing yeah, to get uh, the Israeli settlers out of there and then turn it over. Okay, it's yours now. So anyway, to uh, Obama's discussion of an admission of complexity, I thought this piece by Elliot Kaufman in the Wall Street Journal was great. Um, and he goes through some of the statements we just heard to Get to the full truth, Obama said. You have to admit, nobody's hands are clean. All of us are complicit to some degree. As hard as I tried, there and I have scars to prove it, there's part of me that's still saying, well, there was, was there something else I could have done? Only a part of you? Mr. Obama sent $1.7 billion in cash to Iran, released some $100 billion in frozen assets, and unshackled Iranian is- industry. His plan to extricate the U.S. from the Middle East was suitably complex. Find a rapprochement with Iran that would empower it to stabilize the region for us. Predictably, Tehran used the money to build up each front, Gaza, Lebanon, the West Bank, Syria, Iraq, and Yemen, in today's war on Israel. The rest of Mr. Obama's policy paved the way. In August 2012, he drew a red line. The U.S. would respond militarily if Syria used chemical weapons, and of course they didn't. Russia never left Syria, and propping up Bashar al-Assad solidified its alliance with Iran. The journal reports that Russian plans to give Hezbollah better air defenses in Lebanon and Syria is a key Hezbollah staging ground and transit point for the Iranian weapons. Then he goes into the rest of Obama's policies that were, this is what I've been saying about Barack Obama since he was running in 08. He thinks he's so smart and persuasive, he can talk human beings out of the basic needs and, and, and time immemorial stamped you know, incentives and disincentives that govern what human beings do. He thinks he can transcend they're killing us and we can't let them do that anymore. He's just so in love with his own freaking intellect. Well, and he, he I guess he thinks everybody's like him. If everybody yeah. were like you, yeah, th- this stuff would work. And who did I hear talking about this? It was one of my my intellectual, uh, you know, gurus was talking about the fact that there is a class of people and Barack Obama is their king that believe everything can be negotiated at the bargaining table. There's no problem so intractable or so 
those two things can't exist in the same place at the same time. There's no problem so you know stark like that that it can't be hashed out at the bargaining table. And they're just wrong. That's just a lot of stuff can be, and I wish everything could be, but Obama, for all of his education and, and academic pretensions, are you serious? Human history laughs at that notion. You've just got to sit down with Hitler and explain to him why Germany's big enough and why the Jews aren't the reason for the economic collapse after World War I. You've just got to bargain with him. Or if you let Russia take a big chunk of Ukraine while you're president and don't do anything about it, they won't take any more. And that didn't work. Not to mention Georgia, which I'd practically forgotten about. Not like Ray Charles, Georgia, like former Soviet area, Republic Georgia, which Putin snagged a bunch of and is trying to get the rest of now through nefarious means. Yeah. Should have negotiated with Putin and explained to him, no, no, no. What was it? John Kerry said, this was a 19th century act in a 21st century world. Oh, damn, said Putin. Darn it. I made John Kerry mad at me. I hope he isn't stern with me at the bargaining table. You people live in a dream world. So the U.N. is reporting that 40% of Gaza hospitals are not functioning. Hamas has a bunch of gas they're sitting on. They aren't giving it to the hospitals. Are you going to include that in that uh, headline? No. No, you're not. Um, Civilians being killed is fine by Hamas's own, you know, statements, their philosophies. You college kids, you care way more about the Palestinian people than Hamas does. That's the main thing I don't get. They've never heard that. It's how you don't understand that Hamas doesn't care about the Palestinian people. Victim, oppressor, victim, oppressor, the oppressed and the oppressor. That's it. That's the only thing that matters. They're like robots. They're like cultists. Scary. Anyway, we'll move on to uh, other things. There's plenty of things to talk about today, and you can join us in the text line anytime you want. 415-295-KFTC. Saw this article in USA Today. He's going to touch on it later. Are reality TV viewers being played? They're suggesting. That summer reality TV is either overdone for the cameras or not real. I I probably should have asked you to sit down before I said that. But that and other stuff on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. 
This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How you doing? What's up? How you doing? Some of y'all have voting today, I guess. I got got to admit, I've never been a person that pays attention to these around-the-country elections. I pay attention to my local stuff, but who's going to be Attorney General or Secretary of State in Kentucky? I'm I'm not on that. Maybe you are. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly pay attention in your own backyard and and pay attention to those Attorney General races and those DA races and stuff. We've learned that that's a big deal. Note to self, watch South Park more often. Um, uh, sometimes uh, when I hear South Park echoing what we're talking about, I think there's hope. Because there are plenty of youngish people and middle-aged people who love South Park. And they're not the mainstream media. Every time I want to find an episode, it's super easy to find. I don't remember if it's their website or wherever, but they're, they're easily findable. To wit, this was a recent episode. I wish I knew how to fix stuff. I'd be rich, too. I could know how to fix stuff. The problem is, when I could have been learning how to fix stuff, I went to college instead. Uh, yeah, he's right. We all went to college. And where did it get us? Yeah, I'm still paying off my college loans. Yeah, so am I. Now I don't know how to do anything, because I got suckered into going to college and learning stupid geology that anyone can know because of AI. Yeah, f- college. Let's go get our f- money back. Yeah! Yeah! Isn't that great? So we were talking to a guy yesterday who's in the heating and air conditioning world. And they are having trouble finding people, but they will train people up to work there. And I asked how much money he can make. He said, oh, easily $100,000 a year. So you could go, they, they'll, they'll, in effect, pay you to learn how to do this. Then you make $100,000 a year. You got no debt, and you're making more than all of your friends who went to college, except for, like, in, in rare exceptions. Sure, yeah. You're making more money than all of those people. I, I, it's, it's only because of our weird cultural, well, fixing air conditioners is for dumb people or bad people or something. The poor, pathetic, blue-collar class. But spending $100,000 or more... To get a degree in something where you're then going to go work in a cubicle and make twenty four grand a year. I know people doing that. Depending where you live, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the, the sophisticated, cool, smart thing to do. Speaking of Barack Obama and the college for everyone philosophy. Yeah, it's shocking. And then, you know, to get back to our, our friend who is trained, paid to train and makes a hundred gur plus 
doing you know HVAC work or whatever. Then after 10 years, he accumulates a certain amount of knowledge, fair number of contacts, goes out on his own, establishes his own business. Before you know it, he's got 30, 40 employees. He's a successful, very successful person, and he's enabling dozens of other people to feed, clothe, and medicate their families. That's pathetic. Go get a social degree. Apologies to anybody with a social degree. Well, right. Yeah, I'm not trying to attack individuals' decisions. It's just it's the cultural thing that bothers right. me sure. so much. It's the it's the cultural idea that spending a whole bunch of money to end up with a job that makes a quarter of that is the cool, sophisticated thing to do. How so, did we come to that? It's almost like a, a, a superstition. Yeah, it's weird. Or a, like a weird folk dance or the... the, the Everybody wears red hats here. We always have. It's because it's <laughs> it's unsupportable logically. Yeah. Uh, that's got to change, right? I mean, slowly if you're going to be an engineer, we're not talking about you. But yeah. yeah. It's slowly changing, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I brought up the South Park thing. It feels like people are getting it. Yeah. If you missed a segment, get the podcast, please. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We understand that Israeli forces are engaged in battles with Hamas militants. They say overnight they destroyed a command center where there were anti-tank guided missiles and other weapons. Richard Hecht, a lieutenant colonel and a spokesman for the Israeli military, detailed what they've recovered in the past few days since those Israeli forces have been operating inside Gaza. He says 375 rifles were recovered by the Israeli military, along with 43 machine guns, five anti-aircraft missiles, and three anti-tank missiles. Just a sense of the weapons that the Israeli forces are up against as they operate and push deeper into Gaza. All provided by Iran, by the way. This attacked our troops, what is the number now? 38 times? Something like that? Crazy. Which is quite amazing. So that was a Fox report. Here's a CNN report. We know that the IDF has now cut the Gaza Strip in two. They've opened humanitarian corridors between the north and the south that they are opening for civilians to move along during certain hours of the day. But it's at nighttime that we tend to see some of the heaviest bombardments. You know, I keep thinking of the phrase from, uh, because I watched The Untouchables just recently with my son, the great Kevin Costner, Sean Connery, Al Capone movie. That's the Chicago way. 
Yeah. And one of those lines in there when they're having, he's trouble trying to figure out how to deal with this. And he says, what would you have me do? And it's basically, you know, you got to do whatever you got to do. You got to play by their rules. That That's what I keep thinking about with Israel. That's, they need to say more often on television. What would you have me do? Yeah. 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 So true. Speaking of the humanitarian evacuations, Hamas has now gotten busted multiple times smuggling their fighters out in ambulances, which is a war crime. Uh, also, uh, a an ambulance with a mother and daughter, I believe it was, was found to be smuggling a 200-pound bomb along with the innocent Palestinians on behalf of Hamas. So, anyway. All right, and we brought you the story yesterday that, that, that some of the lists of wounded that they're trying to get out of there... Um, the United States won't even let wounded leave. Israel won't even let wounded leave. Egypt closing the doors to wounded because when they check the list, a lot of the wounded are Hamas fighters. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of what would you have me do, Benjamin Netanyahu here. What we see is a broader battle between civilization and barbarism. This is not a local battle. This is a global battle. The paramount need is to defeat this axis. What about a ceasefire, Bibi? The ceasefire would be a surrender to Hamas. It would be a victory for Hamas, and he would no more have it than he would have uh, a ceasefire after the uh, Al-Qaeda bombings of uh, the World Trade Center. This is a weird question. I can't believe they continue to ask it. Like I said last week, once Hillary Clinton weighs in and agrees with Joe Biden that a ceasefire is a bad idea, is there any reason to continue to act like that's on the table? I mean, the Republicans are against it. Democrats, the leading Democrats are against it, but they keep asking constantly, every day, all day long, all the questions are, a ceasefire, refusing a ceasefire. Nobody thinks it's a good idea, but you numb nuts, college kids and Hamas are the only people that think it's a good idea. Yeah, the media university complex. One more note from Netanyahu. Every civilian life lost is a tragedy. Uh, we're fighting an enemy that is uh, particularly brutal. They're using their civilians as human shields. And while we're asking the Palestinian civilian population to leave the war zone, they're preventing them at gunpoint. They're using them as human shields. There was a ceasefire on October the 6th. Right. Uh, the polling, by the way, I came across this just now. I thought it was really good. Is just that Rashida Tlaib putting out that post over the weekend with the video that Joe Biden is enabling genocide, which is a heck of a thing to say about a member of your own party, uh, enabling genocide and, and saying the American people aren't with you. Well, that's specifically inaccurate, according to all the polls. S- almost three-quarters of Americans say Joe Biden is doing enough or should do more. There's only a quarter of Americans that say we're doing too much to help Israel. So you're specifically wrong about that. America's not with you. America is with him. Yeah, you got two things going on. Number one, Rashida Tlaib's priorities are not my priorities. I'll just leave it at that. I don't think she's a patriot. Um, secondly, she's got to get elected in her heavily Muslim district. And if you poll Muslims in overwhelming numbers, they're against Israel for whatever reasons. Um, and so it's whether she's play acting or not for the typical reasons politicians do or she's sincere about this stuff is is hard to say. Um, but you want to talk about a schism. The schism on the left is breaking wide open. Michael, play Rashida Tlaib from 55, would you? Mr. President, the American people are not with you on this one. We will remember in 2024. 
And on social media, she said Friday, from the river to the sea is an aspirational call for freedom, human rights, and peaceful coexistence, not death, destruction, or hate. It's funny, Jared Moskowitz, who's also a Democrat, disagrees in 50. We don't disagree. Some debates don't have two sides. From the river to the sea means the destruction of Israel and everyone who's in it. Okay, just like Mein Kampf is not a coloring book, and the final solution means exactly what Hitler meant it mean. From the river to the sea is calling for the destruction of an entire country. Period. Full stop. And again, her whole uh, America's not with you is just inaccurate. Next clip, Michael. The Congresswoman has a First Amendment right. She can say whatever she wants. But at the same time, Congress has the ability to express their displeasure with a fellow colleague of ours calling for the destruction of a country. What if we had someone going around saying France should be wiped off the map? I mean, we would, we would think that's outrageous, but somehow from the river to the sea is debatable. It is another ridiculous double standard when it comes to Israel. And finally, the point that's been made by Ian Bremmer and many others about genocide Joe and whether this is a genocide. She also said uh, Biden is supporting a genocide in Gaza. Well, listen, let's not be cavalier. There's a lot of suffering going on in Gaza. But if Israel wanted to commit a genocide, there'd be 500,000 people who are dead. Right. They have the military to do that is what I'm saying. Right. And what they are doing is not by legal definitions a genocide. So stop saying that. Yeah. Wow. Ugly times. I've got to admit, as a frequent Trump critic, I'm really interested to see what he does, if indeed he wins. I don't have the slightest idea where he would be on this. He was a staunch, staunch pal of Israel. Yep. Netanyahu's days are numbered as the leader. He's, his, he's toast as soon as things settle down a little bit. Um, so it'll be a new relationship with a new guy. I think Trump Trump loves hard asses. He likes to hang with them to be thought of as a hard ass. And Bibi Netanyahu is a hard ass. I mean, an actual hard ass. Although he sure let his people down. Um, if the next leader is uh, some college professor, is more Obama than Netanyahu, who knows what Trump will do. So I assume tomorrow night, when they have the debate. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm not even going to watch. I'll listen to the echo chamber, but I can't spend two hours on that. No Bergam, no peace. No Bergam, no peace. Did Bergam make the stage? He did not. He did not? Nope. He, he didn't make the, the, the as deadline? Of, as of this morning, anyway. When's the deadline? It's probably passed. In fact, I read it stated definitively, no Bergam. Okay. Right. So we got... DeSantis, Haley, Vivek, Dick Gephardt, Tim Pawlenty, Dick, Tim Pawlenty, <laughs> Spiro Agnew. <laughs> no, DeSantis, uh, the lady from South Carolina, Nikki Haley, yes, misogynist. Then Vivek, Ramaswamy, and Christie. Christie will be there. Yeah. I feel like we're missing one. Is that no it? Mike it. Pence? No Mike Pence? No, mm. no Ada Hutchinson? <laughs> it's Asa. And no Doug Burgum. Okay. A nothing Burgum, if you will. I don't that wasn't even worth the effort. I really liked his presence up there, but I did too. I thought he was a very sensible guy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He could be president. Uh but so what's gonna happen tomorrow night? And last debate was the worst debate maybe in US history. 
in terms of being able to understand people and they talked over each other and I hated the questions even though it was was it Fox? Yes. Yeah. God it dang was it. Terrible. But I guarantee you since tomorrow night's NBC, they're all gonna be ta- asked about what would you do to stop the suffering of the Palestinians? That's gonna be all the questioning around this topic. Guaranteed. Oh, un- insufferable. Jack, I'm gonna ask you to answer me candidly. <laughs> what what would you think of a man? Could be a woman or a man, but a man who virtually every day for a quarter of a century says to himself, I don't need to make a note of that. I'll remember. <laughs> and then doesn't remember, but per, but persists in, in believing he will remember. How would you describe such a man? On a particular topic or just in general? Just Well, for instance, what he wanted to do on a radio show. Oh, like coming up with something really good and thinking, yeah, I'll remember. I'm getting better at realizing, no, I won't. I used to. I used to be able to lock it in my brain. I'll remember that. And it would show up. But it doesn't all the time anymore. So well, I'm like Joe Biden. I tell the same, Jack, baby, he said to me there on the Amtrak. And Ants came up to me. I walked in. He said, Joey. And he grabbed my no, cheek. No, he didn't. Joey, baby. No. I said, well, this time. Because I just published in the newspaper. Isn't this story? Because I did, did, did published in the newspaper. Isn't this, isn't this story that that guy was dead or something or long retired before? Or retired years, before? Like 15 years. <laughs> so everyone knows it. <laughs> anyway, Jack uh, wouldn't answer the question. I will answer it for you. A man who did what I described over and over again for years would be a stupid jackass. <laughs> So the mention of the debate reminds me of something I really wanted to get to. Okay. But we'll do it next segment. Awesome. Well, we'll finish strong next then. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. CNN with the headline, Democratic Divide on Israel growing, and the House is set to vote this afternoon on a censure resolution over Tlaib, uh, I, I assume about saying the president's participating in a genocide because it's a heck of a thing to do. Or, or causing it or joining in it or something. I mean, that's a unbelievable thing to say. Yeah. President of your own party? Right. And they're uh-huh. going to censure her? Yeah. Okay. So we were talking about the debate uh, that's happening tomorrow that so many of us are excited about. 
And uh, no, nobody, nobody. Ron DeSantis isn't excited about it. Man, the it's debate. in Florida. Chris Christie's going to be really sweaty. But in the liberal New York Times, they pointed out something really important that I had forgotten about the debates. Because the last one was horrible. It was terrible on a human level, on a political level. It was bad TV. It was just, it was, it was terrible. It's like watching a dog attack or something. It was just awful. <laughs> what? Well, and, and they put together a video, and I'm going to play this through my phone into the microphone, which is really low, low quality um, production values. But I need to read some stuff to you, and I thought that was the easiest way to do. Um, you're going to recognize most of these voices, I think, from John F. Kennedy and Richard Nixon. As played off your phone into the microphone? I'm Correct. not sure I'll recognize the voices. Uh, 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 now you're piling your on. for it. Well, yeah. and and uh, and Walter Mondale and and Ronald Reagan, and Carter, on through the the years. But uh, I think this will be gratifying. Stick with it here, folks. Here we go. This is the last debate, obviously. It wasn't always like this. I think Mr. Nixon is an effective leader of his party. The question before us is, which point of view and which party do we want to leave the United States? Our disagreement is not about the goals for America, but only about the means to reach those goals. Debates used to focus on policy, not personal insults. Examine both your opponent's record and the man himself. Tell us his greatest weakness. Robert, reluctant as I am to say anything critical about Governor Reagan, I'll try to answer your question. I would rather not critique the two candidates. I think we ought to attack our country's problems, not attack each other. I'm not going to talk about a difference of, of character. I don't like to get into personal matters. As far as I'm concerned, this is a campaign about issues. Agreements and compliments were commonplace. I agree with Senator Kennedy. I find myself in so much agreement with Mr. Mondale. I agree with Mr. Bush. We certainly agree on it. I'm going to give the president some credit. First, I want to compliment the governor. Let me pay a compliment to the president, if I may. Candidates respected the moderators and rules. percent increase in the number of employees. Saturday night in California. Thank you, sir. The economy is starting downhill with housing. <laughs> You're both very obedient. I have to give you credit for that. And there is a different principle here on sorry, the company. Sorry, Mr. Vice President. It's only on yellow here. Wait a minute. But in the 90s, decorum and started to deteriorate. President, I'm getting time cues. Thank I'm you. with respect. I don't want to extend for a minute. Let me Let's just wonder, well, I, I got to answer this. Well, I, I, exactly. In 2008, a major rule change set debates John on a course for disaster. Uh, the fundamentals of the economy are say, sound. Say I do not think that they are. Say it directly to him. Well, uh, the, uh, John, 10 days ago, you said the fundamentals of the economy are sound. And you afraid I couldn't hear him? Uh, <laughs> I'm just determined to get you all to talk to each other. Candidates in general elections could now address each other directly. And the question was, how much did you cut the bike? How much did you cut the bike? A solar company. I'm happy to respond. If you're investing your money in someone else's. Absolutely not. Governor, That's the wrong way to go. The I'm, st I'm still speaking. Well, <laughs> so I want to make sure that we make we make America more competitive. Yeah. And then came Trump, etc. So it was in 08 they decided it would be much more entertaining if these guys argued with each other. I didn't know that. I'm surprised I didn't know that because I've certainly read a lot about debates and the history of them. So you couldn't directly talk to each other in the past. You know, you were talking to the moderator. They were talking to you. They were asking you questions. Yeah. yeah. 
And it was so gentlemanly. Well, we well, that's the rule change is one thing. The just the culture. It's so true. It's it's, it's disturbing. We get the government we deserve. Our culture is the decorum has fallen off a cliff over decades. Mm-hmm. And so our debates are exactly the same. And now they're terrible. The way parents and kids act at Little League games is the way our debates are. That's not a coincidence. Nope. It's Final Thoughts with It's Final Thoughts with Now, I don't know which led to what or how that works, but it's all tied in together, no doubt about that. I blame the hippies. <laughs> Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Yeah, yesterday I went to renew my driver's license at the DMV, which is always fun. They said they had a 30-minute wait time online. I put myself in line. Uh, It took me over two hours. Oh. They haven't improved things. Two hours. Yeah. Dope. Your government at work. Katie Green, our esteemed newswoman, has a final thought. Katie? I'm a little frustrated because I just got one of those notifications that it's time to change my email password. Yeah. And I'm out of passwords. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Well, we can't have the Russian mob finding out what your lead story is for your next (laughs) newscast. Jack, a final thought for us? I forgot to tell the story of how I got in trouble with the referees in my son's last football game of the season. So I was the announcer and guy who played the music. Twice I let the music go too long into the play, and the referees cut me off and wouldn't let me play any more music. (laughs) Busted! Even though all the away games I went to, people played way more music than I did, but these these refs did not like music going on at all once the play started, and they they cut me off. My final thought is, my name is Joe, and I'm powerless against pasta. I had like a, it was good, chicken parmesan on a bed of pasta last night. And it was good, but I'd had plenty, but there was more pasta. So I just kept eating and eating and eating till there was no more pasta. Man, nothing will put me in a coma like that. That's some good sleeping right there with two pounds of pasta in your belly. Oh, yeah. That's good sleeping. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. We've got a lot of great clicks for you under hot links. Pick up some A&G swag. Would you help to keep everybody on the payroll during challenging times? Drop us a note. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. They're 11 years olds. They'll be all right. <laughs> the uh, football game. I'll uh, see you tomorrow. God bless I'm the strong and getty. The weather may be on our control for now, but it's not beyond our control. And that's it. What the hell are you talking about? What about the Mar-a-Lago? Joey baby. This is clearly a case of late onset babyism. <laughs> oh. You gotta be kidding me. But damn it. Let me say, let me say one thing. During the war of 1812, <laughs> the Kaiser perceived a gasoline shortage and called Jimmy Carter and said, Jimmy. Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income, you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.